Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inspire Babes Let's Chat Podcast. So we're on episode 60 today. And, you know, I am super um, excited for you guys to hear this episode. I have my friend Jody Nelson on. And Jody is an Akashic Record practitioner. And she's devoted her knowledge to helping people wake up to the truth of who they are on a soul level. And she believes that we are all sparks of the creator here to be the fullest expression of our God selves in human form. And, you know, her work consists of sessions, courses, retreats, and spiritual business coaching. And I personally had an Akashic Record session done with her before we did this podcast. It was about a week before. And I was blown away at all the knowledge that she has. And, you know, we went into my past lives. We went into all my spiritual gifts um, you know, where I'm from and, you know, all the things. And it just, it really made sense as to, you know, all the things that I'm creating in my life right now. Um, there's patterns, there's, there's negative patterns that I do tend to go into, you know, in my life. And she kind of explained all that, right. As far as you know, you have negative attachments, negative spirits from past lives that can attach to you and, and can create, you know, just negative beliefs. Right. And so, it was really powerful just being able to hear all that because I think sometimes we feel stuck in life. We feel like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, we're pulled towards certain things and we're called to do certain things, but how often do you not do those things because of the way we're raised and you're supposed to go to school and get a degree and, and then you're supposed to go work from nine to five. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Right. But is that truly what you're, what you desire? Is that truly something that you want? And so that's, what's so great about having Jody work with you and do the, these Akashic records is because you truly get to see what your, you know, um, your, your gifts are and, And maybe, you know, as she goes through those gifts, you're like, oh, I've thought of that before, but I didn't think it was true for me, right? Or because you had all this programming. And for me, it's just, I'm on that path. I'm on the path of all the things that she had spoke of. And, you know, I'm all about staying true to ourselves and defining who we are. And so it was perfect how you know, she went over all that and that's her goal in life, right? Is to really work with women. She even works with men too. And, and finding who you are, remembering who you are more so. Right. And so it was just such a powerful episode. And I'm just, I'm really um, looking forward to having you guys hear this and give me some feedback. And, and also I love having you connect with me on Instagram, you know, and, and even you can go over and and connect with, with Jody on Instagram as well. And on Facebook, Um, and yeah, it's been a minute, right. Since I've posted a podcast. So this is going to be really exciting and, and, um, a lot of great, great, um, you know, content that we provided for you. And I just felt so honored that I had her in my space and we shared a lot of personal things and just some powerful insights around what's going on in the world and, and all the things, all the things that Jody does. So here we go. You guys buckle up. Okay, we are rolling and I have Jody here and I am beyond excited to have you today. Um, you are a woman of many talents and I have been, you know, so inspired by you through social media mm-hmm. and all of the gifts that you have um, are just, just blow my mind. I mean, I was able to just experience another one of your gifts. I... <laughs> I was a little blocked for a minute and she starts doing all this stuff and, and clears the energy and attachments and all the things. And I, I felt it in my body and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. How do we explain this to them? Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So she just had mentioned that she felt uh, foggy in her yeah. mind. She didn't feel clear. She didn't have clarity on you know, going forward on this podcast. And so I was like, well, let's find out if there's an attachment. So we did find an attachment of energy, um, which was creating confusion. So when it comes to energy, like attracts like, so if she was in an energy of confusion anyways, then she had like, she can attract um, an entity that also is carrying a similar 
vibration frequency. And so it can attach to, they'll attach to different chakras, which yours was attached to the crown chakra, which was blocking, you know, inspiration and clarity and all those things. So I was like, well, let's just like remove the attachment. Mm. Um, and then she felt it as it was leaving her body. Mm. And I can, Ooh, <laughs> I can still feel it in my body. That was, that was really cool. Yeah. I felt it in my arms. Like I was sharing with you and in my legs and mm -hmm. that was really powerful. My mind is definitely more clear. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and I think a lot of times too, like anytime you're going to be sharing light, sharing truth, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we get into like sometimes fear states yeah. and that can always attract that kind of stuff too. So mm, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. And even you were mentioning too, like before we got on is just to like protect our energy. Like when we go out and shield that. Yeah. And, um, and just being really conscious of that because so there's, there's so much energy as we go out just everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that you had said that to me because my friend, she also, you know, has amazing gifts. She does my energy work. She's like, Michael, when you go out, you need to like, let's just say you walk into a room, right? You're going to walk into a room and you're going to shoot your energy out. So it's kind of like shooting it out, but then you're also shielding yourself. Mm -hmm. And so when any other energy comes in, you're going to be able to distinguish what's yours and what's not yours. Yeah. And I love that analogy because sometimes I think when we do go out, we do pick up on things and we mm -hmm. just think it's ours and it's not. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So do you have anything to say about that? Like as far as energy and, and blocking and when you go out? Yeah. Shielding and that, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, it's important to remember too, like when it comes to shielding, mm -hmm. it's not, it, you don't want to like create like a victim mindset around things either of like, I have to protect myself from all this negative mm -hmm. negativity and the world is not a safe right. place. <laughs> well, cause that can start to happen as yeah. people awaken mm -hmm. and start to come into higher awareness. Sometimes they can almost be victimized by their sensitivity because we're energy feeling sensitive beings. And so I just like to mention, it's not in a, in a, in the way of like, I have to protect myself from all this negativity. Yeah. You just likeness and energy attracts likeness and energy. That's all it is. Everything is just energy and it's just having the awareness. And so you're right. Like it just comes down to being able to discern mm -hmm. what's mine. What do I have to process and what's not mine? And you can never process what's not yours. You know, so it's not, it's not like useful for anyone, but, um, yeah, it's just being able so that you can process your own energy, your own, your own stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a valuable tool to have. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, oh. and even like I, I mentioned calling in our angels, like asking for angels to protect the space. You can also do that when you go out in public or like, just, I have like, I feel like I'm meeting with my angels like every morning. Really? Yeah. Like I, because our angels are our guides, our angels, like we have so much universal support yeah. that, but we have to ask for help mm. and we forget that. I forget that I've been doing this for years, yeah. but they are under the law of free will. And so they can't help or intervene unless we're asking them to. Mm. So they're there, they're waiting. They're eager to help, but you have to remember to ask them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and you, I mean, obviously, like if you think about that, because when you had said that to me when we were doing my Akashic, Akashic records, right? Mm -hmm. You, when you had said that to me, I was like, oh, duh, that totally makes sense because it's just with anything in life, right? I mean, you have to ask for what you want. You can't yeah. just expect things to show up. Right. So yeah, with the angels. So Ever since then, I've been in conversations mm -hmm. with um, some, and it's been really powerful. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of power in just asking and knowing you're getting it. Yeah. And receiving it. Exactly. Because so often, like, when <laughs> we're in these, like, states of separation where <laughs> we're separate from all the things, yeah. but we're not, mm. you know, that's part of the illusion. That's part of what's here to help us evolve, but we're not separate. Mm. But just remembering to ask, like, if there's something that you're wanting. And a lot of times we don't have clarity about what is that we're wanting, but the more and more clear you can get about that and even asking for help with that. Like I literally ask angels 
for help on almost everything. Really? Yeah. Mm. On almost everything. So I've just gotten in the habit of using spirits of creation to help me move forward in my life. Mm -hmm. So, oh my hell. Okay. I'm going to do that more. (laughs) Time to step that up. I tell you what. Oh my hell. Well, and I want to talk about too, like, okay, these Akashic records. And Mm -hmm. I want you to tell the listeners what this is about, because I had her do a session on me last week, Mm -hmm. which was so, um, oh my gosh, it's the coolest thing because obviously I've been wanting to have you on my podcast for quite some time, but I never, I just didn't reach out. It just Mm -hmm. wasn't time. I didn't feel like it was time. So when I did reach out to you, you're like, heck yeah, let's do this. And then we had a call and then you're telling me about this. I'm like, oh my God, we got to do this before the podcast. We have to do the Akashic records. And then you had a cancellation like that day Mm -hmm. for that week. And normally you're months booked out. Yeah. So I just feel like with where I'm at in my life, with all the things I've been working through and what I'm up to, it's just, it's so powerful how right in this moment we're together. We had the Akashic records session and everything just lines up perfectly always. And it was just beautiful. I'm like, Oh my God, so So divine. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell them about that? About the Akashic records? Yeah. Yeah. So the most simple, basic way to describe what the records are is it's essentially just a reading on the soul and the Akashic records hold all memory, all everything you've ever uh, thought, felt, um, been, everything is held within the Akashic records. It's the database of souls. Mm -hmm. So there's just so much information within them. Uh, When I go through and do somebody's records, Uh, I'm finding out who you are on a soul level. So we're removing ego. We're removing your human self, so to say, like out of the way. And we're just, we're just getting down to like, who are you really? Who were you created to be? And so I go through, I find, you know, your soul origin, your divine gifts. um, And then we do go through like the blocks and restrictions, which tends to go into past lives of things that are sort of blocking and restricting you from stepping into the fullness of who you are, mm-hmm. uh, which is what you're here to do yeah. in this lifetime, yeah. in all lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, a basic understanding of the records. Mm-hmm. They are such a valuable tool to guide you on your journey and they're available to everybody. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It, mm, it was Amazing. I just hearing everything that you are telling me, it resonated so much with all the things that I'm going through in my life. Just, I mean, oh, okay. We got to talk about some of it. What should we talk about? So, um, I'm pulling this, this thing Pump up your records. I'm pulling up my records because I feel like, um, you had mentioned there's something, I can't remember what it was, but how um, I don't know if it's it's part of my gift, but how I'm using my podcast as part of my gift. Like I was, mm-hmm. un, I wasn't even aware that that's what I was doing. But you're like, that's that's what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. using this as part of your gift, using your voice, speaking truth. Isn't that what you were saying? Do you yeah. remember? It's an expression of yeah, yeah, of your gifts. Remind me what your gifts are. I believe it was. Okay, let's see. I know compassion. You so much here. So much information. There's so much information. <laughs> I'm just like. Yeah, order and uh, oh, divine love Mm -hmm. and uh, divine order are your gifts. Mm. And so, yeah, with the divine love, it's all about um, an expression of love. And I think that you do it definitely through your podcast Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Mm -hmm. And even too, um, you had mentioned something about how I love the analogy you use because I've been in this and I express this to you that in this space of, I feel like I've been giving, giving, giving so much to people Mm -hmm. and there's not an even energy exchange with Mm -hmm. some of my relationships and it could be work. It could be, you know, anything like that. And I felt like I was just giving, giving, giving. And in my energy session, she's like, it has to be an exchange. So you have to, it has to be even for you to make it even fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose into all your experiences. You get to choose into the conversations that you're having. And then something that you said to me was, Micah, you don't get to, you don't get to give from your cup. You give from your overflow. Mm-hmm. And that really, I was just like, 
oh my God, I love the way you said that because it's so true. How often do we give from our cup? And, you know, and we're feeling so depleted in life, um, but we're not aware of that. Mm -hmm. And so just being conscious of, okay, is my cup overflowing right now? If not, take a step back, get that overflowing before you, you know. Yeah. And understanding what is it that fills your cup to overflow? Mm -hmm. Like I have, I guess if you want to say like systems and routines in place Mm -hmm. that, cause I know what fills my cup to overflow. And I also am, am aware of when like I'm allowing people to tap into my cup Mm. or the things that are draining my cup. Like I just literally picture it like that. Like, are there's like holes that are like drilling into my cup? Like (laughs) it could be like (laughs) over, like, um, sometimes it's like being on social media too much, like eating food. That's not healthy. Um, participating in conversations that aren't expanding and and aren't uplifting yeah you know and so like it's being aware of like when I start to feel depleted because I had an experience like the last couple of weeks where I was like why am I feeling so often like my energy is yeah. like all over the freaking place <laughs> yeah. and then I was like okay like where am I where is my energy being drained like where am I allowing my energy to be drained and I think that's an important thing to remember nobody can take from us yeah. we allow it to happen you know, it's never coming from a space of being a victim. Like, Oh, this client or this thing is, is draining me. No, you're allowing it to. And so being aware of like, okay, where have I not? And like, for me, it was like, I haven't established good boundaries. Yes. (laughs) That's always a big one for me. me (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) The freaking boundary thing all the time. And then it doesn't serve anyone anyways. Like you realize that you start to become resentful to certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when I start to have the energy of like kind of being resentful or an irritated or whatever at certain things, I'm like, it's me. It's because I haven't established boundaries. Yep. And so, yeah, just being aware and then, and then filling in the holes of where they're being drained mm-hmm. and then getting back to overflow. Cause we're not, a, we're not really in a space of service if our cup is actually being drained. Cause we're not even, we're not, you, you cannot be in a space of service until the cup is overflowing. Oh my God. Yes. Because what's in the cup is for you. What's out of the cup is for everybody else. Yeah. But if people are tapping into your cup or you're allowing them to, then the energy is coming from lack. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're creating more and more lack, which ends up resulting in resentment and irritation and all these things. So it doesn't, you're actually not in service when you're in that energy. Yeah. You're only in service when you're in a in the overflow mm-hmm. states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, no. And I love that because it's again, back to the boundaries, right? It's mm-hmm. being able to tap into that and really know what works, what doesn't, what's depleting my energy, what's being able to distinguish all of it so that you can use your voice and have a boundary and say, you know what, this doesn't work mm-hmm. and choose into all things. We are the creators of our life. Yeah. We're hundred percent responsible for ourselves and for all of our relationships. And so I love when you were like, people are like, Oh, they take my energy from me. And it's like, no guys, nobody, mm. nobody has the no. power to do that. Uh, uh-uh. No, so yeah. it's just getting responsible and owning your power and yeah. speaking up, speaking truth. Yes. Always. And having good boundaries just with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I know when we speak into boundaries, like I teach boundaries in, in my courses and stuff, but you do. yeah, it's like one of those things that's like, but it's like having boundaries with self. Like, I think that's something I've become more and more aware of is like, where am I not upholding boundaries with me? Yeah. Cause if I can't even uphold them, mm-hmm. then how the hell am I going to uphold them yes. with anybody else? Exactly. You know? Oh, it's so funny. Okay. Cause I swear reading all about boundaries in the past, I'm like boundaries with people, boundaries with people. And I'm like, I'm like no, no joke recently the past, mm-hmm. I don't know, a few months. It's like, wait a second. Mm, reel it in Micah. Cause yeah, like you're saying, you have to have boundaries with yourself before you can have with other people. Yeah. Cause what the hell, how are, you, how are you even supposed to know what your boundaries are with other people? If you don't even know your own. Exactly. You know, like really. Mm-hmm. So that is so cool that you teach that in one of your courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my hell. I mean, feel like it's like 
boundaries seem like such a basic conversation or a basic um, thing to learn at first until you really start diving in, like just like everything, right? Yes. Like boundaries, it's like, oh my gosh, like boundaries are so, so important. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I feel like I've been on my journey for a while, but you're never going to like, well, you know, it's about mastering all of them until you master the basics, then right. <laughs> you can't master anything else. I know. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been in this work? Like, when did you start diving into all of this? I mean, with all your gifts, when did, okay, actually, okay, yes. When did you start diving into this work? And when did you, when were you able to distinguish your gifts? Mm. Yeah. So I would say, because I went through an awakening, uh, 2012 is actually when I first started to kind of go through an awakening and I came into the work that I'm specifically doing right now, as far as like the Akashic records and coaching and teaching that happened when I really stepped into it three years ago. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, learning about my own gifts, my gifts are wisdom and truth. And those were, of course, like the areas always where our gifts are is where we have like the most like healing work to do, right? Yeah. And so true. it always, whenever I find people's gifts, I'm like, and that's where your work is. Yeah. It's like doing all the healing work around it. Um, so, and it's also the thing that we're, we're kind of, it's like the thing that we're most excited about and also the thing that we're most terrified about. Like with my gifts of wisdom and truth, like, Truth is a scary one for me, even still, like I still have at times like resistance around speaking truth mm -hmm. because truth is not comfortable and it's not convenient. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, but yeah, so I started to like step more and more into those. Like I never thought of like becoming a coach or teaching or anything like you kidding me? Like yeah. that was never, <laughs> that was what never. I was just following what like lit me up and what I really enjoyed diving into and learning. And it was just like this hunger. And then it just, you get to a certain point where it's like, it's almost like you have a responsibility to then go out and help and teach others mm. to do it for themselves. So yeah, I would say it's probably been a little over three years. Wow. So yeah, it's been... <laughs> <laughs> a wild freaking journey for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my hell. That is seriously so amazing. Yeah. And your courses that you do. Mm -hmm. So what are those like six weeks, three weeks? Like what do you typically do there? So I have, um, now most of the ways people work with me is through, um, different, uh, programs and offerings and stuff like that. And so when I first started, I literally started with an eight week course, like, I kept hearing from clients, like I do hair uh, and yeah. was doing hair full-time at, at the time. And I would just be in conversation. My clients would be like, you need to teach this. Like they would have these like light bulb, like aha moments. Yeah. And so one day it was like, oh, what the hell? Like, I'm just going yeah. <laughs> to sit down and I created an eight week course and just kind of like, oh, just throw it out there and see if anybody's interested in it. Yeah. Um, so the first course, Illuminate Your Soul was eight weeks and now it's gone into... And with all my other courses I've created, I have programs that are four, six, and nine months of ways that people work with me. So, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's been the most expansive, mm. fulfilling work. Cause then, um, and with my knowledge, with the records, mm. I'm able to help people wake up to the truth of who they are and what they're here to bring to the world um, and how to kind of step into that fully. And for some people that, that ends up resulting in creating a passion project or a business. And so that's been something I've been diving more and more into is also helping them to go out and share their light in their, in their own unique way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I really admire that in you, that you, really are passionate about helping, you know, women do that because I, I believe that, you know, when we're raised, we're taught to do A, B and C and D. I mean, we're just kind of, we have everything kind of laid out and this is mm -hmm. what you should do. That's how you're going to be successful. And we, we kind of forget, we forget who we are. We forget yeah. to tap in. Does this align with me? Um, and I think 
people obviously now are still struggling with that. I mean, I'm still, I have moments where I'm like, what the fuck? And that's why I love <laughs> when we had, we did the Akashic records because that I gained a lot more clarity around my purpose. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think sometimes we in a way need that permission. I don't feel like we need it, but sometimes you need that push for them to say, no, look, Hey, hello. This is like your natural, like this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh fuck. Well, I knew that. But when you say it and you've tapped in and you've channeled and done all this stuff, then you're like, Oh God, okay. This is true. Then yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Well, we don't think of our gifts as being gifts. Mm-hmm. And we always have gift envy yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like somebody else is better at whatever. And I like, you know, I mean, my gifts, for example, like wouldn't, I wouldn't have even understood what the hell that even meant. Right. Like I wouldn't have been like, oh, those are my gifts. Like, cause it's just something you naturally do. Yeah. So we don't like most of the time it just comes so natural to us, but you're right. Like we're kind of put through, um, a system, so to say, yeah. uh, that, it's like a cookie cutter system, like that we're all the same. And then naturally, like, you know, the more and more that we, the ego comes into play, which is usually around age three to four years old Mm -hmm. is when we really want to fit in because we just so want to belong because the ego thinks of itself as separate. Mm -hmm. So then we really start to become disconnected from who we are. Mm -hmm. And most people end up on kind of the negative side of their gifts. There's because there's always a, light and a shadow to all things. Um, but yeah, we become disconnected from it and the ego starts to kind of play another character. (laughs) Right. And so when we go, like when we talk about going through awakenings, I mean, it's just stripping away everything. That's not you. It's Mm -hmm. being able to navigate all the bullshit that you have created for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, when people are in a space of feeling super unfulfilled and lost, all that is, is just the ego. Like it's your soul actually wanting to, um, come to the forefront and, and be living the truth of who you are, that, that expression of who you are. But yeah, I mean, we become so disconnected Mm -hmm. from that, Mm -hmm. which is actually, you know, it's all part of it, right? Like it's all part of it. It's, it's how we evolve as a soul. Mm -hmm. Um, so to a certain degree, like it kind of needs to happen. Yeah for us then to be able to remember yeah. our truth. So absolutely. And, and by living our truth, our life is fulfilled. We feel fulfilled. It's not like we're questioning anything. It's just, no, no, this is the path and you mm-hmm. trust. And it's, you know what I mean? And you allow and you surrender to all of it. And I just, yeah. Cause I think sometimes it's like, we like are forcing or we're like, Oh, well we have to do this job just cause I got to provide or did it like the safe. Yeah. Or stay in this relationship just because, or go Mm -hmm. in this religion just because I was told that I'm, you know, going to go to hell or, you know, like, yeah. Well, I love that you hit on that because so often people are like, what is the truth? Right? Like, what's the truth? Like who holds the truth? (laughs) It's like, there isn't necessarily one truth. There's your truth. And until you're aligned with the truth of who you are, you will never be able to discern truth outside of you. Yeah. Not fully. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, it's an individual path. Mm-hmm. It's an individual path. And I, you know, you grew up in religion. So did I, and it was like, no, this is the path. This is the path. It's the but only path. It's the only path. Mm-hmm. And, but then I was like, but this path feels like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but this path is like really like starting to, and especially after you start to kind of go through an awakening, cause you're like, well, this is what I was programmed. This is what I was like told, but this is not feeling it's so fulfilling anymore. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> so then you kind of go through that. Uh, well, a lot of people go through a process of like, no matter what it was like, yeah. everybody's been programmed to a certain degree. Right. Yeah. Um, whether that was religion or a school system or whatever, or all of the above. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I really realized I'm like, there, there's your truth. There's your truth. And our purpose is, we're so brought up to think our purpose is this like external job, but our purpose is us. Mm. That's it is to be the fullest expression of us and following our bliss, following our joy. And that's going to be different for every person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and a lot of times it does end up, you know, if you continue on the path, it does end up in an external 
purpose, Mm -hmm. but our purpose is ultimately us. So I never get attached to like, right now I'm a coach and I'm teaching and I'm, and I'm doing these things, but I'm like, that's just one thing. And in a year, two years, it can evolve. It can change it. Like it it will always be shifting and growing as Mm -hmm. we shift and grow. Yep. So I don't attach to like, this is my title or this is what I, you know, yeah. because, because I, I know that I ultimately am my purpose. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like for you, even like how we were talking about, like this, this podcast is a way for you to express your truth. It's, it's mm-hmm. a way for you to express uh, your gift of love. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But the, the podcast isn't the purpose. You're the purpose. So it can shift and change into something else mm-hmm. like down the road. Yeah. You know, but right now this is the, this is the vessel. This is the thing that it's allowing that gift yeah. to come through. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That is so <laughs> cool. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Okay. So I want to go more into, you know, the Akashic records and your soul group. So everyone has a soul group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to talk more about that. And I thought, okay, so mine is Pleiadian. 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 And what are you? Uh, Mintonkin. Oh my gosh. And how many are there? (laughs) As far as like the soul groups, I believe there's like 15 or 17 soul groups Mm -hmm. right now on planet Earth. Okay. And this is just where you're originated from, right? Like this is where... It's your soul origin. It's the first place you incarnated. Mm. Um after you were basically created. So yeah, there's different star systems and planets. Not everybody uh, is from earth, which I think my mind when I learned that was like, what? (laughs) I know. When you told me that, I was like, what? (laughs) I can say what? Yeah. Um, So most of the souls here though on earth are earther souls, Mm. but there are um, souls from other planets and star systems, even other galaxies that are currently incarnated. That's so cool. Right yeah. now. Yeah. We're not from here. No. Yeah. Which I don't know about you. Like there was a part that like blew my mind, but there's also another part that was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that resonates. Like I've never really felt like this was like yeah. home to me. Mm. And I know for Mintonkins, especially like Mintonkins have a longing for home. I've almost had like a homesickness. Ooh, really? Yeah. And I definitely felt that like my whole life. I remember even being a little kid and being like, I feel like I'm homesick. That's the only way I could describe it, but I would be home. And so, and that has to do more with Mintonkins are from the planet Artuvia and Artuvia is no longer inhabitable. Uh, We can go into that. And I don't know if you want to go into that now, if we want to talk more about like you being Pleiadian and being from, but um, no, go into it. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, Artuvia is no longer inhabitable. It doesn't, um, can't live on the planet anymore. It was actually destroyed in, I guess you want to call the great war in the cosmos. So there was like a massive war that took place. Um, and so many different planets and, and star systems were involved in this war. And so some planets, like, I guess you want to say darkness, Mm-hmm. Um, some planets like half, half of the people would go with darkness and then half of them would go with light. Mm-hmm. Um, some planets like the full planet went with darkness. Um, and darkness is really just a lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's falling into like lower, um, lower energetic states of which is where most people are right now right like we we're in the third dimension and we've lost the knowledge of who we are and where we came from Mm -hmm. and so that's what i mean by like darkness like people going with that they just lost connection to the to the truth of who they are and everything um but yeah and so that um that that planet um was destroyed within that and um, so there is no going home from Intonkins. They they won't ever be able to go back. Oh. Um, whereas like some planets, like there are still star systems and stuff like that, that people can incarnate later on yeah. or in another lifetime, I guess you could say. Um, but most souls right now on planet Earth are trapped in a karmic web. So this is also part of the reason why your Akashic records are important is to understand your karmic patterns because 
as you as you shift out of that Mm -hmm. then you're no longer like stuck in this yes uh this energetic mm-hmm. prison, I guess you could say. Oh yeah. Right. So then one of the soul groups that um, was part of this, the uh, Dracos, which is the negative soul group. And what that means is they actually do not have connection to God source. Um, oh, they, they don't actually have access to that. Where if you're a positive soul, you do have access to that. Mm although most people aren't accessing as much light as they need to. So what that happens is they basically have to siphon energy off of us. Like everything needs energy to survive. Mm -hmm. And so they create a lot of um, fear and drama and manipulation (laughs) to be able to feed on that. And so that, according to the records, and I always like to say that, like, according to the records, because I'm just the messenger through the records. Like, I don't claim that any of this is fact or truth. It's up to everybody to discern on their own. But according to the records, that's sort of who is in control of a lot of the systems that are in place on earth right now. So like through governments, um, religions. Yeah. Yeah, So yeah. And Mm. they're losing their grip. Right. Like these, the, the, the draconian soul group took over planet Earth and took over human consciousness. Mm-hmm. And they've been here for thousands of years. And their time is up. It's coming to an end. We just shifted into the age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. the age of light. And the age of light is about knowledge and truth. Yes. And they've been able to be in control. Um, because they have hidden that knowledge from us because our, our consciousness was hijacked. Mm. Human consciousness was hijacked. Oh yeah. So as you see kind of like what's going on globally right now, yeah. um, they are, they're losing their grip. It's kind like of the government, <laughs> the elite, the elite. Yeah. They're losing their grip. Oh, they are. And so, cause you can't control sovereign beings. People have to forget like who they are. And so you can control somebody when they don't know who the hell they are. Oh, totally. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh my hell. Yeah. This totally makes sense. This like ties it all together mm-hmm. with the government, the elites, how it's been going on for so long. And then now how it's shifting. Yes. Oh my God. Literally. Yeah. That's why, like, it's so important for people to, when they feel called, Mm -hmm. to understand who they are and to be an expression of that. Mm, Yeah. Oh, my God. That's powerful. Yeah, because they'll be coming into their sovereignty. I'm sure you can see just through your own journey, the more and more you step into the truth of who you are, the more you don't care who doesn't agree or disagrees with it, right? It's like, no, that's cool. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't need everybody to, whereas prior to that, you needed that acceptance. You needed that belonging, mm-hmm. but you're belonging to yourself. Like you, you accept and approve of yourself. Yeah. And so you're coming into that sovereignty, which is your, which is your, your God-like, mm-hmm. it is the God within you. Right. Yeah. And how can you control somebody who's sovereign? Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't. So that's why everything's sort of created to get us like, in these illusions of who we think we are, who we think, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff and all of those systems are breaking down. Oh yeah. They're all breaking down. I mean, mm-hmm. the conversations I'm having now versus the conversations I was able to have yes. a year, two, three, four, right? I mean, how six years ago, I mean, nobody knew what the freaking hell I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, go, go. Jones got nuts. Um, <laughs> So like the awakening is happening. People, people are stepping more and more into their sovereignty and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to take away sovereign choice Mm -hmm. so that they can have something to feed on, which is our fear, Mm -hmm. our, our doubt, our insecurities. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fear with the virus that everything's been projected at you to make you think the world isn't safe. It's not a safe place. It's not safe to be you. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then they feed on that energy because they, they can't exist. They can't exist, um, in higher frequencies. Mm-mm. 
because they don't have access to higher frequencies. Yeah. And again, they chose into it, right? Like every you, you choose into it, mm-hmm. but they don't have access to that. And so um, all the chaos that we're experiencing is actually because there's so much more light on the planet than there's ever been. Ooh, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah, there's there's more light frequency hitting the planet now than ever. We we have access to to levels of consciousness that we haven't had access to since you know Lemuria. Mm, yeah, and so the more and more people actually come into their light mm. and into their truth, the more these systems are going to grip. So we might experience a little bit more chaos, but if you can see through the illusion of what's really happening mm-hmm. is it's that they're losing their grip. They're losing their control yeah. over us. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually all divine. Mm-hmm. And it's also helping us to rise more and more and more. Yeah. So mm. if that gives a little insight to yeah. kind of what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you, okay, so this goes along lines of what we're talking about, but do you feel like, because I believe this, that people, <clears throat> I feel like last year has amplified people's shit. And mm-hmm. am I happy in this job? No. Am I happy in this relationship? No. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Like it's, it's coming to a head. It just like, yeah. it. in a way, if you think about it, I, I think I actually heard this on a podcast that it's like, it, it, it sped things up for the world by having the yeah. whole pandemic because it really got people in tune with, holy shit, like, what is it that I want? And so, but I still, I find myself in conversations with people that are stuck. They're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And mm-hmm. I'm like, um, okay. So, and I'm trying <laughs> to like coach and things like that. So what would you suggest when people hit that point and they're like, what do I even do? Cause you know, you can give people resources, but it's like, they're, they're waking up, they're stepping out, they're ready for something more. Right. Yeah. But it's like, in your opinion, what would you suggest? Of how do they get unstuck? Yeah. Seek, seek Mm self-knowledge, seek to understand yourself more. So if you're in a relationship that you're like, this is actually not a relationship that I'm supposed to be in. Um, it's, it's your work to do the uncovering, the unshedding of like, well, why did you choose into it? Why did you create it? Mm. I can even speak into my own, like my own marriage. I mean, I was, I, I was married to a really great guy, like on the, on the surface and like through the checklist, it should have worked, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Like I was like, he's not a bad guy. He's not like none of these things. He's a great human being. Yeah. Why is this not working? And it was just this feeling of like, Ugh, like I, I couldn't, I was trying to constantly talk myself into it in my mind. Really? And I wasn't connected to it through my heart. But then I had to do the uncovering of like, well, why did I choose that? Because we're all creators. Why did I create this experience for me? Yeah. And for me, it had to do with seeking safety for one. I'd never really felt safe in my, I mean, I had uh, cancer as a child. So I had, didn't feel like the world was a safe place. Wow. And my mom was diagnosed with cancer, I think we were just a couple weeks apart from each other. Not the what? same kind of cancer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this. But oh my you know, that that experience or that trauma, um, which was so divinely orchestrated that my soul uh contracted into, really disconnected me from my mom, even though we went through this experience together. You know, my mom was trying to survive as well. Mm. And she really had to. I mean, I had leukemia. Leukemia in the 80s and 90s was not like it is now. I mean, it was something that a lot of kids didn't survive from. But she had to somewhat emotionally disconnect from me because she had to prepare somewhat for the very high possibility of a child dying Mm. while also trying to save her own life. So through this disconnect, Mm. when I started dating... um, my my husband at the time yeah my parents loved him because mm-hmm. he were he represented safety like he had a shit together like yeah. he was you know he was solid he's a, he's a solid human being and the love i was seeking mm-hmm. 
I, I married him to get the love that I was so yearning for through my mom and my dad. And it wasn't that they didn't love me. It wasn't that, nothing like they were such amazing parents, but I was never able to be vulnerable. I was never able to, because of myself, right? Not my, not because of my parents. Oh, yeah. So I created this experience mm-hmm. for me to actually heal and repair the relationship I had with my mom, to be able to be vulnerable with my mom. So, and also when I did my records, that that went into even past lives. I literally recreated a past life in this lifetime. So when you say like people are stuck, we're never stuck, right? Ever. When you feel like you're stuck, it's because you are in survival Mm -hmm. mindset. And if you look at all those areas of your life, whether it's your job, your relationships, whatever, mm-hmm. the only reason that you've chosen to them is because you think they're the safe route. Mm. Yeah. So you're, you're in survival. You're just seeking that basic thing. So your job is to uncover why are you choosing into these things? Because mm-hmm. the more and more you rise out of survival, the more and more you realize how many options you have available to you. Yeah right? There's an abundance where nothing's ever withheld from us. Mm -hmm. There is an abundance of opportunities. So that's, that's where the work is. If you feel like you're stuck, then you just start to, you start to ask yourself, well, why, like, why did I choose into this? Was I, was I seeking safety? Was I seeking security? Was I seeking belonging? And then you start to unravel it Mm -hmm. and things, anytime that we are wanting to get unstuck, things will start to show up for us. Like things will start to unravel mm-hmm. the, oh, the whole universe. Are you kidding me? Like the yeah. entire universe yeah. will orchestrate things to help you to evolve. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those shows up as painful experiences, right? Like going through a divorce was a super pleasant experience. It was a really hard experience, right? But yes. within that, like it allowed me to grow more than I've ever been able to grow. And so it was all serving me. So even in painful moments, even if quitting your job or whatever happens, mm-hmm. it's still all serving you. Always, yeah. Your highest, your highest path. Yeah. So Ooh, yes. I don't know if that answered it for you. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. Thank you. It did answer it actually. And so it's yeah. Just move. Just ask yourself questions. Mm-hmm. And things start unraveling. Because I think that, you know, people do, they just don't know. They're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, what? So just like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's it's movement. Yes. Movement. Cause I love you, how you said the universe is orchestrating all things for you. All things, all things, all you need to do. All you need to know is the next right move. Mm -hmm. Something I say all the time, like all you ever need to know is the next right move. Maybe for you, it's getting a book that calls to you. Maybe it is like, maybe it doesn't have to be this major thing of like quitting your job or, or exiting a relationship. Maybe it's just the next right move, listening to a podcast, reading a book, mm-hmm. going to a seminar, anything that's going to help you to get out of survival mindset. Mm-hmm. That's going to help your mind to expand. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be the, the big thing. Mm-hmm. It just has to be the next right move. And when you start, like, as you start to follow these little pebbles, because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I started to wake up to this, like this, I, this marriage isn't really... I'm not supposed to be in this marriage. Mm. And my ego wanted to be like, try to find these things that were wrong with him to make him to be the villain and me to be the victim. Yeah. The more and more that he was like angelic in ways, right? Like the more that he was like, perfect, like this perfect human being. And I was like, why the f- do I feel this way? Right. Oh my God, yes. But I, you know, it wasn't the time for me to like say exit the marriage, yeah. but I just followed these pebbles. Mm-hmm. These little pebbles to help me to understand my own mind and everything more and more and more. Yeah. So that I was then able to um, free both of us, liberate both of us. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if it's not in alignment for me, it's not in alignment for him. And that works in all areas, yeah. jobs, everything. If it's not in alignment for you, it's not in alignment for the other person. Mm-hmm. So. so true. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting because I look back at my marriage, right? And I, remember being in the relationship and I'm like, we're not going to be together forever. Like I just knew it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, we're going to be, I don't know. Something's going to happen. Like, I don't know. And then of course everything unraveled how it did. 
And I remember one of my friends that also has gifts, um, my mom came through to her and said that we tried to intervene with certain things that he was doing, but there was no stopping him. It was just going to happen. And, you know, I don't ever look at it as, oh, that happened to me, but it happened for me. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, secretly, (laughs) I think of every day for the things that happen because I wouldn't have been able to step into my truth. Mm-hmm. and keep expanding and keep growing. Yeah, that was fucking hell going through it for a minute. Yeah. Um, but there was also work to be done. And there always is work to be done. I'm always yeah. constantly looking. Um, and I'm sure you feel the same way, right? It's just like every day we're looking and, and with conversations or people or whatever, and there's always light bulbs going off. And mm-hmm. I want to continually be like that because this life is about growing. It's about expanding and again, staying aligned and true to who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love what you do and what you're up to in the world because you help women get to that Mm -hmm. because sometimes it seems so simple. Just know your truth. Like get aligned. (laughs) When you were like not even in that space, we're like, what the, like, what does that even mean? Right. Like, and you know, that's, what's funny too, is like so many spiritual (laughs) terms are thrown around. Like you need to get into alignment. (laughs) You need to speak your truth. It's like, nobody even knows what the hell that means. <laughs> You're like, what's my truth? Like, what does that mean? Right? Like, what is alignment? <laughs> now ask people, they're like, I'm like, well, what does alignment mean to you? And there's like a blank, like, um, well, I don't know. It's just something that I've heard and it sounds good and it is truth, but we don't understand what that, what alignment means. And alignment is just being aligned with who you are, your truth. That's alignment. Yeah. Mm. We're going to weave in and out of that, right? Like we're going to weave in and out of our truth. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> like, because <laughs> we're here to Exhausting grow. sometimes. Oh, I know. Like, it's like when you're in the zone, you're like, I want to stay here. <laughs> and then you go, I'm like, why the fuck am I here? Why am I back, <laughs> back here? How you, yeah. But you have to go back in and out because yes. to keep getting aligned, you keep expanding and growing and growing into your gifts more and more and more. Because we're here to make a difference in the world. Yeah. You have to get out of the course for a minute to get back in, but keep leveling up. Yeah. Well, because it takes you deeper. It takes you deeper every time. I mean, we're here to experience the range, you know, despite what pharmaceutical or the world is teaching you is like, you have to be in this zone all the time. Otherwise you're diagnosed with all these other things. No, you're here actually to fill the range, to fill your darkness as much as you're here to to fill your light. It's all leading you back home. It's all leading you here, like back to your heart space, back to the truth of who you are. You can't know that unless you have the contrast. Yeah. Right? I don't th- I think we experience the weave in and out maybe less and less, but um yeah, it's it's the it's the tree of life. It's yeah. it's the roots and in the and the branches, right? Mm-hmm. Both have to be experienced. We're actually here to experience the contrast. Oh yeah. And I'm sure every time you've dipped down into the depths of that, yeah. when you come out on the other side of it, you're you're higher than you were oh, before. Yeah. You know, and that's where that's where the gratitude comes in. That's why you had so much gratitude for the experience. Because mm-hmm. you're never you're not holding people in that space anymore of mm-hmm. like you did this to me, mm-hmm. but you're like, oh my gosh, like from a genuine space of gratitude of like you, this was for me. Mm-hmm. This was for my highest, for my highest expansion and growth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, man. I, yeah, it's, hmm, this life is so beautiful and there's so much to learn. And, you know, I'm just thinking about just dating and, and how my divorce has set me up for being able to use my voice and stand in my truth and have boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you find this, I know I'm derailing this a little bit with dating, but it's like, I feel like sometimes we hold back in speaking our truth and what it is we need and what it is we want. And this works, this doesn't work. And because we just kind of just wait, we just think that they're going to figure it out. And it's like, recently I experienced speaking in my truth mm-hmm. and that served me well because this person was like, oh my, wait, what? I had no idea. Like, yeah, I'm like, I know and I never told you and I should have, but this is where I'm at and this is what I need. And he's like, okay, I got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, now things are shifting as before I wanted to sabotage and bounce out of the relationship. Totally. <laughs> but, but I don't know anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Dating has really helped me grow. Right? Yeah. Good sure. Lord. Oh, so, gosh. 
So it's just cool to stand in that truth and be able to set a boundary and like be so clear on what it is that I needed as before in the past. I'm like, mm, like, yeah. yeah. So it's just, you know, all this, you know, intertwines, but it's just, uh, and for women, it tends to be harder. Yeah. Um, because like our primal side, um, needed men mm. to survive quite literally. And so our primal side wants us to pretzel and conform to what the man wants us to be. Yes. And then also if you, if you combine that into like what society has taught us and religion has taught us is like, you know, so we become more and more disconnected and it's a harder thing for women to, to hold on to Mm -hmm. because of our primal side. But we no longer live in a, in a space and time where we, we actually have to have men to survive. We just get to enjoy men. We get to, we get to choose into that if we want it, Mm -hmm. but not from a space of survival, Mm -hmm. you know, but so many women I coach because I teach the archetypes. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I just want my King. I want my King. I'm like, you girl, you wouldn't even be able to hold the container for that yet. (laughs) (laughs) Until you're like, getting more and more solid on who you are, what you want, um, you know, what your boundaries are. Yeah. You wouldn't feel safe to be fully seen by a man who's embodying King energy. You would buckle, you would pretzel. Cause you'd be like, Oh my gosh, this man is embodying everything that I want. I think every woman can probably relate to this. We're like, this man is everything I want. Like, Oh, what does he want? Am I like, <laughs> You start, so you start, and it's our primal side of us. Yes. That's the side of us that gets to be healed and also gets to evolve. Mm-hmm. Our souls are evolving, but also our humanness, our our primal side of ourselves, is also evolving. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> it's okay. So you just said something. How how they're like? Well, what does he want? What does he want? And do I fit that? Versus no, this is what I who I am. This is what I want. Like my friend was like, Micah, you you're like waiting for these guys to pick you, but you get to pick them. You get to choose into them. Yes. Uh, Queens don't chase, queens choose. I love that. I'm choosing because I'm in my Mm -hmm. sovereign queen energy and I'm choosing, I get to choose who I want. But if you think about that, like from a primal standpoint, Mm We did have to like have a man choose us. Oh yeah. Literally meant our survival. So true, huh? And now we don't. So yeah. Yeah. It's very, very. (laughs) It's so interesting. (laughs) Holy shit. Yes. It's so, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it really is. Okay. So with your, if somebody wanted to work with you, like Mm -hmm. have you as their coach, what are just like bullet points as to what you would work through with people? in one of your programs, just, you can pick just one, whatever speaks to you. Oh, pick one. Gosh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Micah. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I think that the biggest thing that I teach, like, so for women, that's dominantly what I, uh, who I've been coaching and teaching, though I've actually had men coming to me now too, but I teach them to come back to their feminine energy. Mm. So we haven't felt safe to be in our feminine energy. That's what's been repressed on the planet. And again, this isn't connected to just women, both male and female have masculine and feminine energy. Um, So we get to uncover all the things that are keeping us from our feminine energy, our radiance, our magnetic energy. And so we get to do the work to remove everything, all the limiting beliefs, all the restrictions, all the everything that we've created so that we can step into the fullness of that because that's where our creative energy is. That's where our expansion is like, that's, that's where fulfillment comes from. So I would say that's a big bullet point of the the big picture of what we're doing, (laughs) you know, is we're removing all these, like all this stuff that's gotten in the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Mm, You guys. Mm, Okay. So if they, if they want to reach out to you, what's your Instagram handle or website, where do you want to guide them? Yeah. So right now my website's under construction. Okay. Uh, so go to Jody Nelson coaching on Instagram or Jody Nelson on Facebook and you can find me there. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'll put it in the description of the podcast too. So then they can just click on it and and go there. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we want to touch on before we're done? Is there anything? I think this is really good. We talked about some good stuff. I would say 
I would just say that, you know, it's safe to be seen. Mm -hmm. It's safe to be the brightest light that you are, to be seen in your truth. Mm -hmm. And I know that can be intimidating and maybe scary for people, but it's literally the most selfless thing that you can offer the planet is to be in the truth and the light of who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, I feel that. Oh, thank you so much, Jody. Thank you. This was so much fun. I know, girl. (laughs) Yes. Just chat forever. I know, right? (laughs) Okay, you guys. Thanks for joining.